You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Welcome to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. I'm your host, Jessica O'Reilly, your friendly neighborhood sexologist. And today I'm back home in Toronto, always happy to be home. Sadly, I'm without my partner in crime and in life, Brandon. He must have missed the memo that today is the what, what in the butt podcast, because I know he wishes he could be here to crack some jokes. But unfortunately, he swamped with his own thing. His job isn't just to be Mr. Dr. Jess. He's off doing his own thing today. So I'm on my own, but thrilled to be talking about anal play, anal sex, yes, what, what in the butt. Before we get started, I want to say a big thanks to Desire Resorts. You know I love them. They have a couple of clothing optional, couples-only resorts down on the Mayan Riviera, as well as a number of cruises, and Brandon and I will be down at Desire Riviera Maya and Desire Pearl in October. Check it out. We hope to see some of you there. You don't even have to pay for check bags because you don't have to wear clothing. Well, except in the restaurants. (laughs) So thank you to Desire. Check them out at Desire Resorts. Okay, we are going to be talking about the butt. And the reason we're talking about the butt is because I've been flooded with questions about anal sex as of late. And I see these headlines like, anal sex is the new black. Well, not quite, but... Your butt, but your butt, oh, dad joke, there you go. Your butt is one of the most responsive erogenous zones on your body. So exploring its pleasure potential really is a no-brainer. Now, this doesn't mean you have to have anal sex, but simply that you probably don't want to cut off this super sensitive nerve-ending region that is actually anatomically designed for pleasure, for orgasms, regardless of your anatomy, because the G-spot, if you have a prostate, it is what is sometimes called the male G-spot, but you know, um, not every person who's a man has a prostate, because gender is fluid, but oftentimes called the male G-spot. If you have a penis and you have a prostate, that is the G-spot in your butt. And if you have a vagina, the hot region on the lower vaginal wall can actually be stimulated through the butt. So it's designed for pleasure. I mean, it's designed for other things too, let's be honest, which is why there's such a taboo around it. But it is, in theory, still something that's kind of off limits. People see anal sex as something that, you know, kinky people do, or naughty people do, or you only do on your anniversary, or something like that. But in reality, anal sex is relatively common. So nearly half of men and women have engaged in anal intercourse at some point in time. And this is really interesting. As I was digging through the latest research, what it shows is that orgasm rates are actually higher for women who 
played with their anus the last time they had sex. So among women who had anal sex during their last sexual encounter, 94% had an orgasm. Well, that's much higher than 84% of those who had oral and 65% of those who had vaginal. This is from the National Survey of Sexual Health and Behavior from the Center for Sexual Health Promotion at Indiana University. So if you had anal the last time you had sex, you had a 94% chance of orgasm. If you had oral, it was 84. And if you had vaginal, it was 65. Now, does that mean they're having orgasms from anal itself? Not necessarily. But the diversity of the repertoire, the variation in sex play is likely what is most strongly linked to orgasm. So we've got the intensity of the taboo, and then you've got the potential for orgasm. So we've got the perfect recipe for just spicing up your sex life via the back door. But it's not as simple as, oh, anal sex, half of my friends have had it, so I should try it, or just says you can have an orgasm, so I should try it. It's not that simple. It actually requires some preparation, some understanding, and some effort. So if by chance, by accident, you've seen porn, <laughs> if you've seen porn, uh, in porn, they just seem to shove it in there. But the reality is, behind the scenes, there's lots of warming up going on. So not only are actors in porn professionals, they're sexual athletes, they're like the Cirque du Soleil performers of sex, but they're experts in their bodies. They know how their bodies work. So the first thing you need to do, if you even want to consider having anal sex, is you need to get to know your own butt. And of course, you need to get to know your partner's butt if you're going to be having it with a partner. And before we get started on some of the rules of anal sex, I want to say that if you want to put something in someone else's butt, you need to put something in your own butt first. Uh, in the hetero communities, it seems like, you know, so many men want to have the anal, yeah, yeah, let's have the anal, have the anal, but they don't want to put something in their own butt. And I find that quite curious. I'm not saying you have to put a penis in your butt necessarily, but if you can't put a little pinky finger in your butt and you expect to put that big penis in someone else's butt, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. So part of getting to know your own butt is actually perhaps exploring it with your fingers or with a toy. And I have a friend I, I grew up with who told me a story and he said his first encounter with anal was in college and he was with his girlfriend and he said he wanted to do it in the butt and she said okay just one thing you need to know she lubed up her finger put her finger in his butt and said if my little finger feels like that imagine what that pointed at his penis feels like inside of me so and he said whoa okay I need to learn to be gentle I need to learn to go slow I need to follow your lead and it was a good lesson in anatomy so Starting with the anatomy of your butt. On the outside, you have the hole. Okay, so the butt, it's not really a hole. It's not like a gaping hole. It's an entrance. And we call it the pucker. And I like that word. I think it's so cute. Your pucker, your butthole, <laughs> is really rich in nerve endings. And it tends to be more responsive to light touch. Now, for some people, 
playing with the pucker is as far as they'll go and that's okay. There's nothing in the rule book that says you have to put something inside. So I always suggest you begin with the pucker, kind of licking and sucking and kissing and massaging and playing and vibrating with the promise of no penetration to begin with. And this is an exercise in trust. The way you build trust and become familiar with new sensations is you take it one step at a time. So the first time you play with the butt, do not expect to shove something in there. Play for a while, play for a few sessions just on the outside. Now if you decide to venture inside, you'll enter the anal canal, which is just a few inches long, and it's also rich in responsive nerve endings. It's made of soft tissue folds, and this area has a good capacity for expansion, and it's sensitive to both touch and pressure and temperature. And then, inside of this area, you're gonna find two sphincter muscles. Now, these are ring-like kind of oval structures that help to hold the canal, help to hold its shape. So the next time you're in the shower and you're feeling relaxed, maybe you're a little turned on, you can slide your finger inside with a little bit of lube. I recommend a water-based lube. I like Astroglide's diamond silicone gel. Sorry, not water-based lube, silicone-based lube for anal. That's my recommendation, but you can do whatever works for you. See if you can slide a finger in there to kind of feel your sphincter muscles. And you don't have to go very deep. You'll feel the external sphincter, which you can squeeze or contract and release at will. So you can move this just beyond, you know, less than an inch beyond the opening. You'll feel the external sphincter. And then just beyond that, just a little bit deeper, you'll find the internal sphincter and this is a smooth muscle ring which is actually controlled by the autonomic nervous system. So the autonomic nervous system is the part of your nervous system that manages automatic bodily functions like your heart heartbeat and perspiration. So it tends to remain in a state of contraction and you can't contract and release at will in terms of exercising complete control. You can't do that with your internal sphincter. You can do that with your external, but your internal is in this state of contraction, and that's why putting things in the butt can feel difficult. Now, you can, however, exercise some influence over the internal sphincter and help it to relax by breathing slowly, by being mindful, by getting turned on, just the way if I told you to slow your heart rate to 42 beats a minute, you couldn't do that right now because it's your autonomic nervous system controlling your heartbeat. But you could control your heartbeat to some degree, not control, but influence it by breathing more deeply, by visualizing something that helps to relax you, perhaps a little bit of meditation. So you have a degree of influence but not complete control over that internal sphincter muscle. But getting to know how those muscles respond to penetration on your own with a finger and lots of lube is the first step to understanding this region. So the first time you're playing in the shower, you might just play on the outside. The second or third time, you might just lube up your pinky finger and slide it barely inside. Maybe you can contract the external sphincter over it 
And then maybe a few times later, you go a little bit deeper and you can feel your internal sphincter muscle. And as you get more comfortable with the sensation of having something inside your butt and breathing deeply and if you're turned on, we'll talk about that in a moment, you might start to feel that internal sphincter release. So that is the first step in moving toward anal pleasure and sex. Get to know the region of the body because you do not know your butt that well. Most people have explored most of their body, right? Like you've touched your fingernails, you've put your fingernails in your mouth, you've played with your toenails, we all know you have. You've put your finger in your nose, yeah, you have. You've maybe even put your finger in your mouth after that at some point in time. You put your finger in your ear, your mouth, you've explored all these orifices, but not your butt. So if you want to derive pleasure from an area, you have to become familiar with it. So that's the first thing. Now I want to go through kind of a set of rules for anal pleasure and sex. And I've kind of touched on the first one. The first is DIY. Do it yourself. As a general rule, the best way to venture into unchartered sexual territory is to experiment on your own before you bring a partner into the equation. Then this is because solo sex really helps to detract from performance pressure. And when you're alone, you tend to allow your bodily responses to flow more freely without inhibition because you don't have to appease anybody else. So if you are curious about butt play and don't know where to begin, start with yourself. And as I said, that could be in the shower or it could be while you're masturbating. Masturbate in your usual way and then just pulse on the pucker to begin with. The next time you might masturbate in your usual way and have a tiny little bit of penetration. So number one, DIY. Number two, don't have a one-track mind. Don't get hung up exclusively on the butt. We have a tendency to get fixated on a specific body part or a specific sex act like anal sex when we're excited or when we're nervous or when we have a specific goal in mind. But if you exclusively focus on the butt, it can be really stressful because it's something new and uncomfortable. So if you want more pleasure and you want to associate anal pleasure with sexual pleasure, do whatever turns you on normally, like go to your go-tos, whether that's playing with your clit or having a vibrator on your perineum or having someone suck on your balls or having someone twirl their tongue around your nipple or having a pinky finger in your ear or having someone blow up your nostrils, <laughs> whatever floats your boat, do that and then add a little butt play into the equation so that you're already turned on and you start to associate the butt with sexual pleasure. Next, number three, proceed gradually. Anal sex is not supposed to be painful unless you want it to be, which is a different kink altogether. But generally, you don't want anal sex to be painful. So you need to proceed gradually in terms of speed, in terms of depth, in terms of the size 
of the object you insert. So take time to deepen your breath and begin with a very small object like your pinky finger before you gradually increase the size over time. And if you are putting things in your butt, you can't put any old toy or vegetable or hamster, just kidding. I'm actually babysitting my neighbor's hamster right now, so that was not an appropriate joke. Also, this hamster requires a lot of attention. <laughs> I'm supposed to play with the hamster and she's so sweet and distracting. Uh, and my dog really likes the hamster. Anyhow, back to what I was saying. You can't put any old toy in your butt. You need to put a toy that has a flared base. And what that means is the object needs something to stop it from getting sucked up into the butt. Your butt is a sucker. It's a tube. And the butt is kind of never, almost never ending, right? Beyond the anal canal lies the rectum, which comprises the lower section of the large intestines. And this section curves kind of laterally from side to side and front to back. And it's wider than the anal canal. And it's made of mucous membrane. Um, and you don't want a toy to go way, way, way up in there and get lost because then you have to go to the emergency room and tell the triage nurse that you put something up your butt. And then you need to go tell the doctor and then they need to take an x-ray and then the radiologist has to come and tell you that you have something up, that you have a toy car up your butt. Um, and I'm not trying to shame people who put things up your butt. Go ahead and put things up your butt. But, but, please put something with a flared base. So something that is wider at the bottom so that it won't slip in there and get lost. All right, so we've got DIY, don't have a one-track mind, proceed gradually and use toys with a flared base. And then number four is really important because when we think of anal sex, we always think about a penis going into the butt or a strap-on going into the butt, but that's not what anal sex is. That's only one type of anal sex. So number four, shelve penetration until you're really aroused. Don't get hung up on sticking things up there. Get really turned on first because the more aroused you are, the more relaxed you are. The, higher, the farther along you are in the sexual response cycle, the more oxytocin floods your body, which has a palliative effect. So your pain thresholds double. You, you just are more in tune with your body. So do whatever it takes to get you super turned on. You know you have your go-to moves, okay? Like I said, if it's a vibrator all down there, if it's thinking about Ryan Gosling, if it's thinking about, I don't know, Eva Mendez and Eva Longoria and all the Evas, whatever it is turns you on, get really turned on before you even think of attempting penetration. Next, you need to use lubricant. Use lubricant. Lubricant, lubricant, lubricant. Generally, people use a silicone-based lube for anal sex uh, because it lasts a bit longer and it won't wash away if you're, you know, in the shower or the tub. As I said, I like Astroglide Diamond Gel, but it's up to you to figure out what works for you. Now, I mentioned a moment ago that you should be really aroused before you consider penetration, and now I'm going to go back on that and actually say no. Bring yourself all the way to orgasm. 
before you even experiment with anal penetration so that your pelvic floor slips into a state of relaxation. Your body is most responsive to pleasure and primed for arousal when your endorphin and oxytocin levels are elevated post-orgasm. So you're using lube, bring yourself all the way to orgasm before you even try penetration for the first time. And if you've ever been on a porn set, you'll see that they get really, really riled up and worked up and turned on, and they might have two orgasms before they even move on to anal. It's not what it looks like in the movies because there's all this stuff that happens behind the scenes. Next, if you are new to anal sex and you want to have anal intercourse and you're the receptive partner, so the partner that's, t that's taking something up their butt, be in control. Pick a position that allows you to control the depth of penetration and maintain constant communication with your partner first because you want your partner to be aware of your safety and comfort. But if you're the one moving, like for instance, maybe you sit on top or maybe your partner stays perfectly still and you back up around and onto them. But your being in control will make the experience far more pleasurable. And last but not least, eat lots of fiber. Okay, so even though your anus is not a storage compartment, compartment for feces or poop, the poop does pass through there on the way, well, to the porcelain pool. So your diet can impact your degree of comfort and pleasure during anal sex. If you don't have enough fiber in your diet and you tend to have to like push hard when going to the bathroom, the result can be irritation and muscle strain. And this can be obviously uncomfortable. So the more you eat a balanced diet and have regular bowel movements, and you may not know this from the tone of my voice, but I do not like talking about poo. <laughs> but I'm doing it because I need to, because it's an important part of it as well. Now, if you're thinking about trying a numbing cream, so a cream that has a topical anesthetic in order to ease anal penetration, I'm going to advise against it because the desensitizing effect of these creams can actually increase your risk of injury during anal sex or any penetrative sex because numbing impedes your nerve endings from sending pain messages to the brain and these messages and the ability to perceive pain are essential to sexual activity so that you know just how much you can take. So the butt is sensitive, but it's also thin-skinned and it's prone to small tears. And these tears can increase the risk of infection. So for all sex, you want to be practicing safer sex with lube and barrier methods and regular testing. And when you temporarily numb your butt, with a numbing cream, you're less likely to stop if you experience a small tear or discomfort. And so once the pain, once the cream's effects wear off, the pain is going to be much worse. Now, I think I'd be remiss not to talk a little bit about the prostate. Um, the prostate can be stimulated through the perineum or inside the butt, and it tends to be a real source of pleasure for a lot of people who have one. 
the prostate is not inside the butt, but it's neighbors with the butt, and prostate massage can be really powerful. In fact, you can milk the prostate and have an orgasm and ejaculate without even touching the penis. So you would curl a couple fingers into the butt um, with lots of lube, curl up toward the stomach, and you'll feel something that feels a little bit different in there. Uh, you'll often hear that it feels like a, a walnut, but it doesn't really feel like, well, none of the ones I've touched have felt like a walnut. Uh, it's not that hard, but it feels a little bit different than the rest of the butt. And your partner will be able to tell you if you've reached it. Or, of course, you can try and get your own as well. There are also a number of toys on the market for prostate play, if that's something that interests you. So you can play with vibrating toys. You can check out the Ditto by WeVibe. Lots of options with the prostate. And, in fact, the prostate is a standalone topic. So I'm going to need to do another episode entirely on the prostate. Now, I've said all this about anal. I've given you all these rules. I've talked to you about the sphincter muscles, about doing it yourself, about using lube, about taking control, about eating fiber, fiber, about slowing down, working your way up, um, getting yourself to orgasm before you even try it. But I also want to say, if you don't want something in your butt, that's okay too. You don't have to have anal. There is no list of sexual activities that you must try lest you be labeled a prude. So if you're into it, you're into it. And if you're not, that's okay too. If your partner isn't into something, don't pressure them. Just stop. Uh, I, I mentioned that if you want to put something up someone else's butt, you should put one up your put something up your own butt first. That's not a hard and fast rule. It's just a guideline. It's a good idea to have an idea what it feels like because the area is so sensitive. Now, I mentioned that I received a whole bunch of questions about anal sex lately, and one of the questions related to whether or not you're gay if you want to have anal sex. So somebody had written in, I can't remember, I think over Twitter, and was asking about being straight and, okay, let me just read it to you. I'm totally straight, but my wife wants to try putting something in my butt. I don't know. I know it doesn't make me gay, but I can't seem to get over the idea that straight guys don't do it. Help. Okay. First, I want to say that when people write me their questions and concerns, you guys write really long essays. <laughs> so I always have to try and truncate it to read it on air. So maybe if everybody could try and shorten their stories for a number of reasons. When they're really long, I don't always have time to read them. I do have some staff that assist with them. But if you can keep it a little more succinct, I'd really appreciate it. But also, when I'm reading them on air, I can't read a two-page essay because that'll take up half of the podcast time. So I shortened this one. That's why I stumbled a little. But this person is worried about the idea that straight guys don't have sex. And this is interesting because I think this is becoming less common with younger people. This exclusive association between playing with the butt and gay men, it's, it's long established, but it's obviously untrue and highly limiting and really holds you back in terms of sexual pleasure because all sorts of people can enjoy anal penetration, whether you're straight or bi or pan. And the range of sexual activities that include the butt 
is quite vast. It's not just about putting a penis up there. Um, so let me just assure you that in no way does it impact your self-determined sexual orientation. If you want, if you say you're straight, you're straight. And if you enjoy it, it's not an indication that you're gay because no sex act or combination of acts determines whether you're straight or gay. Your sexual orientation is personal and likely a core part of your identity that doesn't shift because you do something. And here's the other thing I really want to say. Not all gay guys even have anal sex, okay? There's lots of other things you can do. I think we get so hung up on this heteronormative, put a penis in a hole type of sex that when we veer away from that at all, we, we, we lose it. When we don't veer away from that, when we don't expand from that heteronormative definition of sex, sex is simply less pleasurable. As noted from that first piece of research I cited, women are more likely to have an orgasm if their sex play included anal sex, right? So it's very, very limiting if you think that your sex life should be determined by your gender or by your sexual orientation, because you can do all these things and you can be straight, you can be gay, you can be pan, you can be bi, and it's not one sex act that determines your sexual orientation. Now, before we go, I want to emphasize that when we think of anal sex, we assume, again, that it's a penis sliding in and out of the butt. But the reality is that for most of us, anal play includes a whole range of options. So I thought I would share some things you can do to the butt besides stick a penis in it, right? So you can just wiggle your finger around there. You can use your breath. So you can get really close to their skin without touching them and just breathe warm kisses along the back, between the butt cheeks, over the pucker, in and around the perineum. You can alternate between like gentle breath kisses where you don't even touch the skin and then deep, pleasurable inhales and you can tell your partner how much you love it. So you don't even have to touch the butt. You can just use your breath. You alternatively could just lick your lips and breathe warm air over their pucker and then flatten your tongue against the entrance and purse your lips to breathe cool air over the wet spot you've created. So this to me is a lot sensual than just ramming something in there. And I'm not saying that there's not a time and a place where you might want to ram something in there, but there's a lot more to it. Another option is you simply pry their butt cheeks open and dive in with your lips and your nose and your tongue and you slurp and kiss and lick and twirl and suck as though you're diving face first into like, I don't know, a delicious mango or a bowl of freshly whipped cream. And if you are going to practice analingus, which also is a topic in and of itself, you want to be practicing safer sex and for every set of partners that can look quite different. Um, some people simply feel comfortable if they've had a shower and cleaned the area with soap and water not cleaned on the inside, just cleaned on the outside. Others use barrier methods like dental dams which are made of latex. You can use lube around there. You can slather your hand in lube and kind of just slide it up and down between the butt cheeks and then slither your tongue up and down from the upper cheeks all the way down to the butthole. 
While you're going down on your partner, you can reach around with a wet hand and circle your fingers around their butthole. You can pulse a wet finger against their butt while you're sucking on their clit or sucking on their penis or whatever it is you like to suck on these days. Um, you can twirl your tongue around the pucker and just slide the tip in and out while you press around the front with your hand. You can lie back and have them sit on your face with their butt. You can use a butt plug, twirl it around there. You can draw a slow, sensuous line from the center of their spine right down to the butt and then point your tongue tightly to slide it inside. You could, if they're really turned on and already really relaxed and comfortable with penetration, you can cross your index and middle finger like you're telling a lie and then slather them in lube and gently slide them inside. And then as you pull out, rotate your palm upwards. So you're kind of twirling in and crossing your fingers. This isn't like a beginner move. This is once you're already relaxed, in the mood, familiar with the feelings of penetration. Other options, you can hold their butt cheeks open with your hands. And as you slide your tongue inside, twirl your tongue in a circular fashion. You can press your lips around the opening in a big oval and then press your tongue against it. I got a lot of ideas here. <laughs> so there's a lot, my point is there's a lot you can do with the butt. If you're into it, you're into it. If you're not, you're not. Please, no pressure on yourself, no pressure on your partner. You've got to do what works for you. And you can always encourage, you can always make offers, you can always present options to your partner but if you're pressuring them into something well first of all that's not consent and it's really the antithesis of pleasure you want your partner to be enthusiastic about the entire experience from start to finish and it's going to take some time just because you've listened to this podcast doesn't mean you're ready for full-blown anal intercourse you're going to start with that little pinky in the in the pinky, I was going to say pinky in the finger, the pinky in the butthole in the shower or just working on the outside. So I'm going to stop there. I think it's a lot of information to take in. So if you head over to my website, I'm also going to put some notes so that you can reread them in case you don't want to re-listen to my, to this, to my voice. I get it. I hear you. So you're not ready for anal sex, but you're ready to explore. If you are an anal sex aficionado, feel free to send us some of your best advice. Let me know what I've forgotten because I'm sure I haven't covered absolutely everything here. And if you do have an experience with anal based on some of the insights I've shared today, I do love to hear from you. But remember, one paragraph. One paragraph will do. I can't read the two-page essays because I really, I, you know, there's a lot of people with a lot of sex questions. So I get hundreds and hundreds of them coming in. And I do try and get to as many as I possibly can. So if you sent in a question about anal, hopefully it has been answered here today. I, it was sad for me doing this podcast without Brandon because I've had him here so often as of late. But I'm going to have him with me next week and excited to be answering more of your questions. As I said, I'm back in Toronto and I'm going to be traveling in the near future to places like New York and Chicago 
and possibly India, and I actually don't know the whole schedule. So, oh, Atlanta. How can I not say Atlanta? I'm going to be in Atlanta at Sex Down South in just over a week or so, a couple of weeks. So check that out and check out the calendar online. Follow along on Instagram at Sex with Dr. Jess. Watch my terrible camera moves, but lots of exciting stuff happening on Insta Stories. So I hope to see you there. I like getting your responses and I like the Insta Story questions that you send me because they're nice and short. <laughs> so keep them coming. A big thank you to Desire Resorts. Check them out and hopefully I will see you there sometime soon on the beach or on the pier. Wherever you are, have a wonderful week. Practice safer sex, make it hotter. Talk about it, experiment. I know you've got this. There's always something new to try and new to learn. So I'm going to leave you with that. Have a wonderful week and I'll be back at you next Friday with a whole new episode. And Brandon promises to be there too. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life. Improve your life. Mm